This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Akery. And Luke Webster's Dictionary defines accountability as the obligation or willingness to accept responsibilities or accept responsibility for one's actions. Mm. That's pretty heavy. I will say this. I think accountability is the number one reason why teams fail, businesses fail, is they have a lack of accountability. Actually, probably the number one reason you're failing in your life right now, whether it's your relationship, your business, your health, (laughs) is because you do not have accountability. I I hate to say that. Well, I mean, we have a lot of business owners and leaders listening to this. And not only do we have to hold ourselves accountable to our own standards for the success of our business, but a lot of us lead teams and, and we have to be able to hold those teams accountable as well. So that's what we're going to talk about today is just this idea of accountability. Well, I'll tell you too, as uh, the thing that, because I can only speak from my experience, right? Why yeah. did I fail so much in this topic? And I failed so much in this topic of accountability in my journey as a leader because I kept giving myself the excuse of, oh, I want to care for people. Oh, really? And I started to use caring for people and communication of uh, how you deliver a message to people as an excuse for truly having radical candor and holding people accountable. Yeah. Uh, this is common amongst people who run teams or have relationships as they sugarcoat their message. And they sugarcoat their message because they think it's going to be better received, where in the end, actually, if you are have radical candor, if you do direct messaging and you just get to the point, you actually have saved not only everybody time, but you actually move forward and have progress. And people use the excuse of trying to be uh, a family-oriented nice, company yeah. or care, nice yeah. or caring about people, which is all, they're all good things. They're not mutually exclusive. But you use it as an excuse not to actually hold people accountable. Yeah, there's this kind of fear that like whenever you... Uh, press someone or you get down to what is actually needed from somebody like there's this awkward feeling in the room and you everyone can feel it but that's where like the growth actually happens that's where clarity begins to happen because people start to hear what you actually mean versus you think you're saying what you mean but like you said you're sugarcoating it you're trying to be yeah, they nice hear something different and then there's just complete lack of clarity they, they literally walk out going okay i think luke is upset, but I I can't tell if Luke is upset. I have had reviews in the past where I felt like I was delivering a performance review that was underperforming and that person and I heard from another another level thought that they got a great review (laughs) and that they were doing a great job. And I go, now this was years ago and I go, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong when delivering that message of underperformance and where I, you know, where we needed to see improvement as a, yeah. as a business. And they will go, well, what do you mean? I'm not doing a good job. I got a great review. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be willing to embrace the awkward. Yeah. It's kind of like in music when, um, cause I was really into music growing up in my, the teachers that I've had in the past would tell me the greatest musicians appreciate the silence in between the notes as much as they appreciate the notes themselves. Mm-hmm. And the idea is like, you gotta be comfortable not rushing to speak. And this is a great application for sales. It's a great application for music. It's a great application for when you're delivering messages to people. You've got to be willing to tell somebody the honest truth. You're not doing what you said you were going to do. Yeah. And pause and just look at them. Well, let's and go allow ahead. that to sink in before you sugarcoat it or before you chime back in. Absolutely. I mean, let's go ahead and start with this idea of you, you mentioned you sent some notes over to me before yep. uh, the podcast uh, as you wanted to go over this. And so the first thing that you wrote down was you have to set a high standard of excellence 
excellence for yourself. Yeah. Right. Well, I always, um, the way I look at it is this, it's like you set the bar in your business and in your life Mm -hmm. and you will, um, obviously always go to that level that you set. It's kind of Ed Milet gives the example of the thermometer or whatever. And you literally, when you set the temperature in a room, you're going to go to that temperature. So the standard that you set is the temperature of the room. And most of the time when you're leading a team, what you have to understand is they won't achieve that temperature. So if you set the bar at 70%, they're going to probably achieve 60%, right? Maybe even, it may, yeah, if you're lucky. maybe even 50. <laughs> this is real experience. Yeah. Most of the time, whatever bar you set, they come in 20% lower in that bar, not because they're trying to be 20% less. It's just what happens. And so you, as a leader, you must set the bar insanely high. The example I give a lot is like Elon Musk. He believes he can put a rocket ship on Mars. Mm -hmm. He has to set insanely high standards. Here's why, because nobody's ever put a a rocket ship on Mars before. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost seems impossible, but he has to set such high beliefs and standards in his organization because if he doesn't, We'll never achieve that, and people are going to come in below. But most of the time what we do is as leaders, we go, well, I want to be realistic. No, yeah. your job is not to be realistic. Your job is to set an <laughs> extremely a high crazy. bar, knowing that people are going to come in 20% or 20% below. And this is where I think the saying comes, you shoot for the stars, you land on the moon. Yeah. Type idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I looked this up as well, kind of just to get an idea. But the idea of heading, uh, setting high standards for yourself is to always strive to be the best version of yourself. And I think here's the kicker. Hence, you no more tolerate certain habits or character traits that no longer serve you. And I think that that goes the same for your business as well. If you're setting your standards high and you're setting yourself to be up uh, or setting yourself up to be the best business or the best version that you can be, you will no longer tolerate those things that don't serve that mission or that vision. Well, here's the other reason why I said you have to have insanely high standards first for yourself and then for your team is because what happens to so many leaders is they don't lead people well because they themselves don't do what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And so they have a lack of integrity with themselves. It's like if you tell your team you need to get on and you need to uh, do the one-call close and you need to make 200 dials, but you yourself, when you get on the phone, you don't do a one-call close and you don't actually put in the effort to do 200 dials, you have a lack of integrity which means you have a lack of conviction. That lack of conviction will now come out and you will personify it and you will not be able to hold people accountable because in your mind, you're thinking to yourself, I don't truly believe this. You must hold yourself to the highest standards first so you can have ultimate integrity, ultimate conviction and deliver the message in a way that people actually move because of it. And that's where leaders fail. They don't want to put people as a high standard because they themselves don't want a high standard on their own life. You have to do what you say you're going to do. And it sucks. And this is why you need a accountability partners. I think I put this as the fifth point or fourth point or whatever, but this is why you need accountability partners. Because if you think you're going to walk out there into this life, whether it's in business or life in general, and be able to achieve it on your own, you're foolish. We are a community-based people. We need people to encourage us, cheer us on, challenge us, exhort us. You need somebody in your life that's going to call you out on your BS. Mm -hmm. And you should have some trusted advisors, some trusted counselors. You can't believe everybody because then you're going to be just wandering in the wind. But you need some trusted people in your life that you go, you know what? I'll believe this person, mm-hmm. right? And that is what makes an incredible leader is to have somebody who they listen to that has the ability to call them out on their BS. So talk about top performers because you said that top performers actually strive uh, and desire accountability. Like they want the input. They want to be held accountable to yep. standards. So if you set high standards for your team and they 
push back on you, you know you got somebody that's not a top performer. Mm. The, the highest level performers in this life, whether it's in sports, music, business, they crave accountability. They crave measuring things. Doesn't mean they like just being nitpicked or something like that, but they crave getting better. The example we use is Tom Brady, right? TB12, he measures everything he does. They, If you look at any profession, it's really down to the minute details that they measure. Yeah. They measure all the <laughs> way down. And if you go, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want everything to be looked at. Well, you're not trying to improve because it's in those small little efficiencies that you improve is where you get the big gains over time. And so I tell people like most people, they don't push because they want to live in reality because they have to live in reality because when they put high levels of accountability, their team revolts and they don't want to lose the team members that they have. You have poor team members mm -hmm. because people who want high levels of accountability usually are high performers. Here's some crazy stats that I looked up in relationship to this. 91% of employees would say that holding others accountable is one of their company's top leadership development needs. 91% of your there team you of employees are saying that their leadership needs to get better at holding people accountable. Even uh, this is kind of sad. 69%, only 69% of employees, uh, or sorry, 69% of employees don't feel that they're living up to their potential at work. So they actually want to do better and are, and are looking for that guidance. And 26% of employees get feedback less than once per year Jeez. from their supervisors. This is why is I, when I teach business owners and growing their business, I never understood why you need a mission statement and a vision statement and core values. Mm -hmm. I always thought they were just words on paper and you know niceties, things to have. I understand it so much now, more now. Mission statements, vision statements, core values allow you to have radical candor conversations that make it not about you and the person. Right. So when I go and yeah. have an accountability conversation with somebody, it's not about me and Luke's perspective of them and, and Luke's feelings of them. It's about the vision. It's about the mission. It's about the core values and who we believe we are. Yeah. And so when I'm addressing you, I'm addressing you through that lens. So it's not personal. It's not Luke Acri coming at you because Luke Acri wants something. It's because, hey, we're on a team. We've chosen to be on this team to complete this vision, to achieve this mission, to be this type of people with core values. And you're not aligning to this. So I'm pointing this out to get us back on track because we want to win the game. Mm -hmm. And I know you want to win the game. You joined and signed up for this team. You want the same thing that I do. And I'd be a terrible leader, terrible friend, terrible peer if I didn't point out, hey, buddy, you know, we're trying to win the Super Bowl here and you keep <laughs> dropping the ball. Right. And we both want to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And that's what a core, that's what the vision, mission, and core values are for your business is it's a way to separate making it personal. It's not personal. It's about the vision. It's yeah. about the mission. Which I think you mentioned this earlier, but also had this written down. I, wanna, I didn't want to miss it, that you have to be direct. You mentioned you actually have to call people out for not doing what they say they're going to do. That the goal there isn't to be liked. Although the relationship aspect is so critical in being able to have those candid conversations with people. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have to put the time in mm -hmm. to build the relationship that you so that you have the ability to agree so call much. people out for not doing what they said that they were going to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll give you a, a real world example. So we just at our church um, brought in a new pastor and he's been at the church for a while, but we've made him now full time senior pastor. Well, the previous senior pastor struggles a little bit in the transition. And what I explained to them today, I was literally at breakfast with them today. And I said, here's what you got to realize. I don't agree with 100% of the strategy that our new pastor has. But here's what the new pastor has. They have energy and they have a direction 
And in order to make progress, you have to have energy. You cannot get movement without energy. So if I start out of the gate and try to just go, "Mm, I'm not sure about that. Mm, This, have you thought about this one? I squash that person's energy. And in essence, I squash movement. And so what I told the, the senior pastor, I said, it's okay that you don't agree with all the areas, but what you first must do is you first must support and you first must build a relationship because you must lower the person's guard so they know that you're with them, that you mm-hmm. support them, that you're going to be there beside them. They'll lower their guard, they'll let you in, and now you can share with them your real thoughts that actually get them to open up and take that advice. But if you start out just trying to squash the energy, you're going to kill everything because somebody else is going to have to step in with energy because energy creates movement. Yeah, And that's where people fail all the time with their teams is that they don't realize what you're saying is the only way you can be actual truthful and radical candor for people to receive it is you have to build that relationship with them first. Yeah. Now we were talking before the podcast a little bit about this idea of like how much drama sometimes (laughs) goes into these conversations and how it really just comes down to a model that you can implement in your business. So I pulled this model um, from supervising. uh, It's an EDU, UMN. I'm not sure what university that is. Uh, But I pulled this model where basically it breaks it down as you must define the behavior or outcome that is needed. Step two is you must communicate the expectations to all involved and what their role is. I think that one gets missed uh, almost as much as the fourth one that I'll mention, but the actual, the point in time when you communicate clearly to each person, what the the desired outcome is and what their role is. And then uh, you must assess by deciding the consequence. So whether positive or negative, when the expectation is met or not met, and this is something you should take time to do ahead of time, decide, what the consequences of a positive outcome or a negative outcome will be. And then this is the one that most people follow up or or, sorry, that people uh, miss the most, which is you then have to follow through verify by taking action to address the behavior or outcome, whether it's positive or negative. And that is where most leaders that I've seen uh, in our organization and in my time fail. They fail. they, they, They define the outcome. They might even communicate it very well. They then maybe in their mind decide what will happen if it's good or bad. And then they do not follow through so after the true. fact. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, verify, like um, set the expectations, but verify and actually deliver the consequences when you yeah, verify. Yeah, it's, um, it's inspect what you expect, yeah. right? Who wrote it's that? Truly uh, the, seven, the seven habits. Yeah, Stephen Covey. <laughs> Stephen Covey. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. If you like this episode and want to show your support, we ask that you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, drop us a five-star review along with a comment, and we will read it here on the show. And the best way to show your support is to share this episode with a friend. So Luke, you're having uh you're you're expecting soon. Yeah. Right? Well, my wife is, but I guess I'm part of it. You're you know? part of it. <laughs> so a baby. So uh who's bigger? Uh this is a, a question for you. Who's bigger? Mrs. Bigger, Mr. Bigger, or their baby? Their baby, because he's a little bigger. <laughs> Wait, Ethan, do you have those queued up based on how bad it is? If it's a bad one, you get the rim shot. I I have the crickets ready. I have the the crickets crickets. ready. (laughs) All right. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on social media. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. My challenge to you in action item is this. What are you not holding yourself accountable to? 
Um, and think about your health, think about your relationships, think about your business and the activities that you're supposed to be achieving there. What are you not holding yourself accountable to? You need to get an accountability partner or you need to put some type of consequence in place. I think pain is a 10x greater motivator than reward. So mm. just remember that, right? So you got to actually put something in place that's going to hold you accountable because your growth is on the other side of that. You're, you're not achieving that. You're not holding yourself accountable to whatever that is that's blocking you because it's painful, it's hard, but your growth is on the other side of that. And remember, it's temporary. You just got to push through it because you'll break down that wall. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 